What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. It's far from the south with Steve and Fab. Welcome back. Bienvenido to Four from the South, our show where my friend Fabrizio Capano helped me go through four of the biggest stories from big Latin America. Fab, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm uh, still in here in Guadalajara, Mexico. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm feeling all these stories in a more personal way. You're feeling the deepness of the Latin America in the mountains of Guadalajara. It's in the mountains, right? Guadalajara? Uh, kind this. of. Uh, there's mountains around. Yeah, we can say there's, there's mountains. mountains. Trust yeah. me. Okay, we've got four <laughs> good stories for you today. We're going to talk about a libertarian who is likely to get elected to Argentina's legislative body. We're going to talk about Bolivia and the amazing number of dinosaurs that remain to be discovered there. We're going to resume our conversation about the Pandora Papers. Fab has some new details on the various people who are hiding money all over the world. And then we're going to talk about your homeland, Chile, frequent topic here on Four from the South, because Wall Street is getting nervous about the potential new president of Chile, and you've got some firsthand information. We're going to save that one for last. I'm going to start us off, Fab, with a story I found once again in The Economist. That's like my go-to place for stories of Latin America, because a good thing about The Economist is their takes on uh, what's going on in Latin America are usually kind of skeptical and upset because The Economist is a very (laughs) stodgy English magazine for rich people. But here they wrote a story. A a lot in like debates in Latin America, people say like, well, in the economist, they're saying that our country is doing blah, blah, blah. And yeah, sounds like a a legit source of information. You know, it's like, oh, I've never, I've never heard of a magazine like more arrogant than the economist. They'll straight up like (laughs) say what, what the, they're like, boy, Brazil really needs to do this. Or like, and it's just some guys (laughs) in England. What what do they know? They don't know what's going on. If Brazil doesn't turn this around, big trouble. Anyway, they really 
don't, it seems to me reading between the lines of their article headlined, Javier Millet, a libertarian, may be elected to Argentina's Congress. Here's their description, first paragraph. Long live liberty, goddammit, proclaimed Javier Millet, a 50-year-old economist at a meeting of comic book aficionados in Buenos Aires in 2019. The article goes on, uh, Javier Millet dressed as General Anne Cap, a character he invented who's the fictional leader of Liberland, a plot of land covering seven square kilometers, an imaginary land he made up, um, but he's come to kick Keynesians and collectivists in the ass. He's here, he's uh, got through uh, the first round of voting in um, Buenos Aires, where he's running, and uh, he's probably going to get a seat in Congress. So reading the article, this guy, he's a libertarian. He's 50 years old. He says that he's never combed his hair, or since, since he was 13 years old, he's never combed his hair. And apparently he gets a lot of uh, press uh, and mileage. One of his allies is a woman named Lilia Lemoyne, a cosplayer who has over 100,000 followers on Instagram. And she's this guy's makeup artist. That's interesting. Let's wow. We'll come back yeah. to that. And she promotes his ideas occasionally by posting raunchy selfies wearing t-shirts with such slogans as free market and private property. I went over to check out uh, Lilia Lemoyne's Instagram. It wasn't as raunchy. Like, the economist's standard for raunchy is pretty low, unfortunately. I mean, Lilia Lemoyne, yeah. it's mostly like pictures of herself, but they're not too raunchy. But she does everywhere have a slogan, um, que la crisis la penguin los capitalistas. Botched that, I'm sure, Fab, but you get what I'm trying yeah. to say. Let the capitalists pay for the crisis. That's the shirt, and uh, it's like, yeah, she's just like wearing, I think I saw this, she's like wearing a very tight shirt. So yeah. you for, for male and the audience that she's reaching out, clearly, that's a well, I mean, a good way to get the message through, you know? It's working for this guy. But I think this we're speaking to a larger issue here. There's something yeah. going on with cosplay and Instagram. Fascism. These things are infecting <laughs> why, politics. Why cosplay is so close to fascism? That's what, why. Yeah. <laughs> why is like? So <laughs> I mean, well, it was, I, I thought it was because, interesting. Like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, just maybe because these people really want to live in a fiction, and uh, they all this fiction are based in like worlds where like there's a villain that is a strong oppressor. And so they yes. want part of that adventure in real life? Yes. Comic book thinking is a little fascist. There's good and bad. There's evil tyrants. There's yeah. a guy who's 100% right. Of yeah. Life. And he and the hero is perfectly justified to use violence against his opponents because they're so bad. I mean, they're the Green Goblin, you know? Like, who doesn't want to use well, violence against Batman. Batman's a rich dude that it's just like, instead of. Creating ONG, he just go and attack poor people who are the same time criminals. That's you know? a great point. Isn't Bruce Wayne a capitalist? Shouldn't he be paying for the crisis instead of going around beating people up and fighting Bane and the I'm Joker? Sure he have some. I mean, he, I'm sure he's in the Pandora Papers. I'm sure he's like in a tax heaven. <laughs> you know, he's not paying taxes. Yeah. If Batman were were true, like if it were accurate to real life, most issues would be about. Bruce Wayne sitting down with his accountant and working out how, okay, we need to put this in a deferred account because otherwise <laughs> yeah. it's going to be 14% and Bruce is going, oh, I understand. Yeah, okay. And we'll put that, we'll cycle it through an offshore corporation in the Cayman Islands. But that doesn't sell comic books nor movies. Well, so they usually cut the that same, part out. At the same time, I have to say, this is not a, only a thing that is going on in the in the right wing. 
uh, uh, the left is also have some cosplayers in Chile uh, that they are actually in the convention writing the new constitution. We already discussed a couple of episodes ago about the Tia Pikachu. There's a woman yes, dressed we heard as about Pikachu. Tia Pikachu. Yep. Yeah. And she's always surrounded by two dinosaurs, two guys dressed as dinosaurs. They're also oh, one of them cool. is writing the constitution. So it's like Pikachu and the dinosaur and the Velociraptor, they're both going to sign the new constitution of Chile. Okay, so the United States, the constitution was written by like Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, James Madison. In Chile, the constitution's being written by Aunt Pikachu and the two dinosaurs. But those people are not cosplayers also in a way. They were wearing wigs. 100% they wore powdered <laughs> wigs. They were absolutely cosplayers. That's a great point, Fab. And by the way, like, you know, the U.S. Constitution, I think it was pretty good, but we did have a civil war that killed a lot of people. There's a fight over it about every day. You know, like, we, it's not like it's a perfect document. Let's not praise ourselves too much. Why not let Tia Pikachu and the dinosaurs have their chance? Exactly. And once again, it's like, I remember during the riots in Chile in 2019, all of our, like a ton of characters, like superhero characters, uh, show up in the streets. Like uh, a party man, a guy with a stop sign, who was like kind of, kind of an Avenger, who was kind of like an um, Captain American, uh, uh-huh. using the stop sign as a shield. Yeah. Uh, there was like another guy who was Alkaman, who was like based on a plant. From the south, it was like the swamp thing, but just a, a guy dresses a plant. Uh, I don't know. I, I have to say there's something about current politics that people want it to be more like fan fiction. Yes, yes. And and even in, here in the U.S., you know, a, people that are really into AOC or like the, you know, the the kind of superheroification of politicians. I don't think this happened. I don't remember. I, I wasn't paying that much attention in like the 80s, but I don't think people were like, yes, Bill Clinton, he's my superhero. <laughs> or like George H.W. Bush, go get him. Nobody. You, the yeah, boss no girl. One. That wasn't happening. We knew these people were boring functionaries and, uh, and it was great out for that himself. way. Uh, but also, like I, I was thinking about, like during the the like the people who stormed the Capitol, there was a guy in character. It was like a a Star Wars character in a way. Um, yes. Can't yes. Remember? Yeah. yeah. This, this I feel like I saw that guy, and then there was the shaman with the big. He was, you know, the guy with the weird. Uh, it looked like Fred Flintstone when he's in the Buffalo Lodge or whatever. <laughs> the so water what, we, what are we going to do about this? It's like maybe at some point we're going to have a president of a country or of the United States that actually is a character. It's just like a I hand, think, it's not even using his name, you know. He I hadn't put this a, together, a, but like, yeah, yeah, we'll have yes, yeah, super machismo presidente guy, something like that. But the rise of comic book movies, I mean, Comic Con here in San Diego before the pandemic was the biggest, craziest gathering of human beings I've ever been present for. Just hundreds of thousands of people in a gather in San Diego dressed as people to see previews of comic book movies, whatever. And if you're getting people together, you're in politics. That's what politics is, right? And so I think I didn't see it coming, but isn't it natural enough that like cosplay, comic book culture, that that's now seeped? It's one of the biggest changes in my lifetime, gone from a fringe thing that like you were a nerd to be into that, into the the by far the the biggest entertainment product in the world. Well, maybe maybe not ahead of like sports or something, but huge. And yeah. 
Thank it's God inevitable that would become part number of one. I know. I'm glad <laughs> that sports the dogs are hanging there. in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when the esports uh, take over, I don't know. Oh no. Yeah. No. I. I mean, just for our audience, uh, try to imagine this or remember these pictures of Hitler giving a speech, and you see all of these humans, you know, dressed in army uniforms, listening to him. There's not that much of a difference from a Comic Con panel. There's not That's, that much yeah. of a difference. You and know? that even that was a form of cosplay, right? These guys are dressing, they're doing pageantry. So a worrisome development. We're going to keep an eye on it here in Four from the South, but it cannot be ignored at this point that cosplay and costumery is becoming an increasing part of politics. I mean, it just, it's just like, I, I, just to finish this story, uh, it, I, I just remember there's a classic story about Pinochet during his first photo shoot, you know, when he became the dictator, mm-hmm. They were like, okay, we're going to take a picture with the new government, you know, uh, all these dark, horrible humans right behind him. He was in front, and he stopped the picture. He's like, wait, bring me my sunglasses. So in his first official picture as dictator, he's wearing sunglasses because he wanted to create the character of the evil guy who can destroy you if you're against him. And wow, he didn't want you to see character. his eyes. That's spooky, man. I don't like that. That's cosplaying, you know? As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tuda Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tuda shows wherever you get your podcasts. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Well, let's let's move on to a little more cheerful story, I think. Again, we turn to The Economist, but this has been a story. I've seen this in other places, too. Dinosaur bones. There were tons of them. There are lots. Of, we, we're fairly certain that there are lots of dinosaur bones in Bolivia. 
And the question is, like, what are we going to do to get them? Bolivia, like a lot of, there have been a lot of dinosaurs. They used to walk around uh, Bolivia, Paraguay, Argentina, Brazil. This was a di- dinosaurs are going to and from. And they found a lot of dinosaur footprints in Bolivia, but they haven't found that many dinosaur bones. And part of the reason mm. is the geology of Bolivia. It's accordion-like folds of rock and stuff over time. But part of it is they don't have the money, they don't have the infrastructure, they don't have the roads to go to these places, they don't have the guys they don't have the time. going out there. They don't have, the time. They don't have, have so the many time. other problems to fix to start digging for dinosaur bones. You Imagine know? being like, I'm going to spend my day digging for dinosaur bones. It's like, we don't have clean water, man. Like, maybe you could help us <laughs> I'll with be that. so angry. I'll be so angry <laughs> if you guys are... You know, I, we still don't have houses here. Can you please fix that <laughs> before you start digging for bones? Uh, well, that yeah. was kind of my I mean, question. I was like, should we, is this something we should prioritize? Could this be good for Bolivia? Are dinosaur bones a, 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 a sort of form of natural resource that we could get after? Kids love dinosaurs. I mean, kids love dinosaurs. There's a tourism thing. And uh, it makes sense in a way, but I think we need like international capitals to like just, you know, take the bones out of the ground. And uh, it will be great if this company is starting like helping uh, this kind of, I mean, activism, dinosaur activism. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, the 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 government of Bolivia by itself shouldn't be paying attention to this that much, and it's okay. You no, know? they have I their own problems. Fine. I was reading about um coke in the coca market in La Paz. They're having massive riots of people who are opposed to versus people who are supporting the government. This is centered on the the coca leaf. Uh, the coca leaf is a common product in Bolivia. People chew it and they make teas out of it and stuff. It's not just for cocaine. But the the coca farmers are rioting. Big problems in Bolivia. Dinosaurs from 25 million years ago, not the number one priority. However, I was wondering, like, they quoted a number $20,000. For $20,000, we could dig up a lot of dinosaur bones in Bolivia. And I was like, is that, should we start, I don't want to commit Four from the South to raising money for Bolivian yeah. dinosaur extraction. Should we think so about maybe, it, they, Maybe they can name one dinosaur Steve Healy. If, I mean, if, well, we, if we put the money, you know? If we had a dinosaur called Four from the South, would that help the podcast? Would that put us on the map? <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I don't know. Or I would people be, be like, helpful. these jerks, all the problems in Bolivia, and these jerks are going around <laughs> doing dinosaur bones. But then, of course, thinking like that, we won't do anything, you know? We'll get some attention, that's for sure. Like, now just another uh, discretion, but, like, I, I was in Bolivia when I was a kid. And, okay. um, we, you know, that Bolivia is very, it's very, the altitude, it's, it's yeah. very high. Yeah. So uh, I, I was a kid with asthma and, and I wasn't able to breathe. So my mom went to get, um, tea, like coca okay. tea, uh, with the coca leaf. But she came back and she was like, I brought you cocaine. Okay. She, was, she, she thought like the leaf was called cocaine. Not like oh, the okay. whole process. <laughs> So but she was fine. She's like, you might need some cocaine. <laughs> yeah, she was like, son, you're not able to breathe. Do you need some cocaine to get better? So did it yeah, do so the trick? Did it help you out? I mean, I, I'm awake since that day. I haven't. Is the coca leaf I was it, in Chile? Years. Is coca leaf like? Is that a part of life? Do people drink coca tea? Do they use no, coca? No, it's day? not in Chile. No, no, no we don't have that no one's privilege. interested. <laughs> no, we don't have mate either. I mean, we yeah, we need we need to work on that. What do you guys have as like your top everyday uh, pick me up? You know what's what's sad about this is like our thing was uh, avocado toast. Oh. Whole life, 
That was the oh. Chilean thing to do. Every morning, avocado toast. It was not a big deal. It was not a thing. Yep. It was like everyday meal. And now it's, yeah, it's expensive. It's weird. They put more topics than they need to put. I don't know. So you, can you still get a cheap avocado toast in Chile or has the hipster market for the avocado ruined it? Yeah, the hipster market for avocado kind of make it now a more expensive thing. And yeah, I mean, no once kidding. again, hipsters ruin everything. Ruin everything. And everything it does seem a bit like Chile is a somewhat hipster country. Is that wrong? I don't know. I think I think they've been trying to push that narrative from Chile. I think uh-huh. there's a lot of people who wanted to Chile to be... And we have some... Um, highlights like I don't know. Uh, a, a what's the name of this guy? Um, Erlen Oi, moving okay. to Chile for a year. You know, we have we have our things or hipster moments. You've got your guys, yeah. To well, Joe Dwarski's yeah. from Chile. Hipsters like him. Yeah, um, yeah, that's also true. It's kind of a it seems like somewhat laid back culture. There's not a ton of focus on like achievements. That's kind of a hipster thing. And maybe we'll get a hipster president. Maybe. Let's talk about that. Is that our story number three? The hipster, possible hipster president of Chile. Fab, yeah. take it away. So um, during 2011, there was huge riots in Chile about education. It was the first moment of like the, the Chilean stability started getting uh, a little bit complicated. So... There was this group of students who started, you know, taking universities and like giving speeches about like changing the way that that uh, private education was was run. And one of them was this guy called Gabriel Boric. So Gabriel Boric, Boric is a guy from Magallanes. He's a guy from the south, from like the last part of Chile. Uh, and he, uh, during that those years, started getting some attention. Then uh, a couple years later, he and big part of that group. Uh, got some seats on Congress, so he became a congressman, and he started, yeah, be- becoming very famous and really well-known really young. Uh, so then, during this year of elections, because it, the, the, the election cycle started, I don't know, uh, maybe half year of last year, he was, he, they needed, his his group, his, his, the, the, the white front, that is like the his, wide his front. group, they, they needed a candidate. They were like, okay, we don't Who's have our front anyone. man. We got a band, uh, but we need a front man. We need a front man. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. I don't want to do it. I don't feel ready to do it, but I'll do it. Because he was okay. doing a primary with the Communist Party of Chile that had this guy called uh, Hadwe that was doing great in the polls. He was like okay. killing it. You know, and okay. after the riots of 2019, everyone was like, of course, now people want some big revolution and like a communist president and like blah, blah, blah. And uh, he like he won. He won. I mean, the, the Boric won to this guy. He defeated Boric the, beat communist. the communist. And everyone was like, what the hell? And he got a million votes, literally one point something million votes. Wow. Okay. And uh, he, yeah, now it's like, uh oh, this is. This is becoming real. Uh, in six months, he started like getting signatures online to be in the in the in in, 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 in the ticket, and now he's number one. He's number wow. one in every single poll. Boric and, is leading the polls. Yeah, and and the right is having a lot of troubles because they they have a candidate that is not working really well. So the extreme right candidate is rising. This guy cast. So they're fighting vote to vote while he's like running by himself, kind of. Okay. Um, 
So he's he's he had a big chance, and he's 35. Probably he'll be 36 when he became president. It's really young, and uh, I don't know. I I think is uh it's crazy that at 35 or 36 you are running the you're the president of a country. And you know this guy, is that right? You've met this dude. I know for a long time because during the 2011. Um, college situation i i was supporting the students uh doing shows and comedy in different college you know in, in in chile and it was great and i met him a couple of times then and i i i i i, I know him uh after that i see him a couple of times later and you'll, he's vouch, a great you'll guy. vouch for the guy he's a great guy yeah i vouch for yeah i think he's he's gonna do a good job it's just like it, it's so gonna be so hard i don't know oh my god like it's, it's crazy so many things are, are going to go bad in the next couple of years. And he's going to be like, I'm 36. I don't know. I'm 36. <laughs> don't know Help what, me out. <laughs> Help me out. Well, I thought that um, the, this story, that was a great version of this story. If you w- weren't getting a firsthand account and you were reading, say, Bloomberg, you might have come across this same story with the following headline. Left-wing rage threatens a Wall Street haven in Latin America. That's a little different spin on the exact same story you just told me because Bloomberg's like, Chile used to be this chill country where you could invest your money and make a lot of money and now we got this guy Boric and he's going to mess everything up and uh, Bank of America is saying don't send your money there and they're going to shut down the copper mines. So what's going on? It sounds like, it sounds to me like Boric is, if I'm a Wall Street guy and all I care about is Chile as a, as a Chile as a way to increase my profits, I think I'd rather have Boric than a communist. I mean, maybe I'd rather have a right-wing guy, but seems like yeah, he defeated also, a communist. Yeah, and, and and I think they they tried to paint him as a radical, and he's not gotcha. as yeah. radical as like people think he is. I think they yeah. also like once again, it's, he's not going to be able to change a lot of like the big things because he's going to be fighting with so many new stuff that is going to be current day problems. That I think I mean I don't know I don't, I'm not an expert, but I feel it's not going to be how scary that they painted in Bloomberg. And by the way, at the other side, they have like an extremist um, conservative guy that I think if he won, that there's a chance of that, of course, uh, it's going to be more riots. People are going to be more angry. I think at least right. with this guy, people are going to be like, okay, we're now we are in government again. We, 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 right. we kind of going to be able to figure out what to do next. Right. Working towards a solution. Um, I thought here's a detail that I thought was interesting is uh, so Boric has some tattoos, right? He has a tattoo, uh, at least one tattoo of a lighthouse uh, symbolizing his home in the south of Chile, which, you know, because everything's flipped, it's like being up in Seattle or like northern Canada. It's like the ends of the earth yeah, in the south of Chile, really right? Important. Cold and whatever. But the, the other candidate also has tattoos, right? The right wing guy. Yeah. Yeah. According to Bloomberg. So I was like, is this the first time that there's been a major country uh, having an election where the two leading candidates both have tattoos? Yeah, and I, and I think at the same time, they show the tattoos a lot in the campaigns. Oh, okay. It's not like they have a tattoo and they're like always wearing long shirt, uh, sleeve shirts. No, they're right. really like, there's th- that That's guy at Sichel, he's like yeah. this, in, like this, and he have like yep. a bird or something in his arm. Wow. Um, so maybe now people want more more tattoos, more boats. Yeah, and have either has either candidate considered like getting a tattoo of like you know if if, it, if this were the United States they might get a tattoo of like the swing state. They might get hey look, mm. uh, North Carolina, I got a tattoo. Uh, I hope to win North Carolina. I'm committed here. Is there any strategic I mean, tattooing that could happen? 
I, I, I hope, I hope someone is thinking in that strategy, but I think uh, the, the, what we never will know is when the world will be ready for a face tattoo president. Wow, you know, that's, that's coming, that's coming. That's We're gonna have a cosplay level. against a face tattoo. That will happen in our lifetime, I think. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, Fab, that was awesome. You, you're, you're, you do such a wonderful job. I, I hope people appreciate the job you do of bringing us, like, the news that we get from Latin America, as we just saw in Bloomberg, The Economist, it's always filtered through, like, is this good or bad for rich people in the United States? And to actually hear what's really going on from a guy who grew up there and knows the players is so valuable. This is four from the South, however, and we've only had three stories. Do you have a fourth story for us before we close out for this week? Yes, this is like a second part of a story that we already talked about. This is the Panama Papers. Now they have a new version called the Pandora Papers. Tired, uh, you, the Panama Papers. Wired, you know that, the Pandora you know that, Papers. The reason, the reason why they have this name is because Panama complained. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they say, like, why you call... I mean, there's more countries involved in this tax heaven. Why just Panama? <laughs> Well, wait, are the Pandora Papers are a separate batch than the Panama Papers, right? Or is it the same, it's, just one big ongoing leak of... Yeah, it's like a second part because there's a lot of, like, mix between the Pandora and, and Panama. It's just gotcha. like, a yeah, an extension of the same investigation. Uh, but they changed the name. Uh, I mean, 
come on, Panama. <laughs> you're doing this. They change you the rules. Do it. If you, you, you know what you're doing. <laughs> you don't want to have that, that, that fame. Please change your rules. No. You don't want your country to be blamed for a bunch of papers, though. That's not going to, that's not, never good. Never good. So now it's Pandora for like the Pandora box and whatever. Uh, and well, the interesting thing is like we already talked about there's a lot of um, rich people from all over the planet. We have Tony Blair. We have yep. the King Abdullah of Jordan. Uh, he was a big one. Pr- Prime Minister of uh, Czech Republic. We have a lot of people. If you thought King Abdullah of Jordan love. was really on the up and up with all his money, then I have news for you. The Pandora Papers reveal he's been <laughs> stashing it. Breaking news. Um, <gasps> Not King Abdullah. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to throw away all my Kim Abdullah shirts. Uh, <laughs> well, the 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 thing is like there's a lot of famous people and a lot of famous Latino artists are part of the list. Oh, so okay. We have Tell me more. We have Shakira. Okay. Uh, cool. So Sha- Shakira's always been involved in these shady things, by the way. She already yeah. had like some tax evasion problems and then she moved her money to one of the tax heavens. Come on, Shakira. The hips don't lie. Shakira. Don't lie yeah. to your, 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 your country. Let your tax yeah. returns be as honest as your hips. Please, please. It's not that hard. Then we have Julio Iglesias. I don't know if you know about Julio oh, Iglesias. Oh, sure, yeah. Of course. Great guy, great musician, horrible taxpayer. Tax cheater. <laughs> <laughs> tax cheater. Uh, and this is the saddest part. One, one of the artists, more beloved in South America, he's kind of like, you know, this kind of people who are like Barry Manilow or something like that, that people just like old people just love. I mean, every mom just love this guy. And at the same time, he is a meme for the young generation that is kind of like ironic consumption. But at the same time, he's a real good artist. I don't know uh-huh. if there's some, someone in that level. Sure. Yeah. In, in the U.S. Like a guy who's good, who- but also appreciated ironically. I don't know, like yeah, maybe he's well, like Neil Diamond or something. Like he's a joke, but I also think he's excellent. Yeah, this is a guy called Chayanne. Okay. Um, if 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 you guys are listening to this and you have access to Google, just look for Chayanne. Is this a super ripoff, uh, good-looking dancer, uh, hap- always happy, always smiley guy uh, that everyone in Latin America. Just love, just because his music has been out there forever. He's always like, yeah, kind of shirtless, dancing, uh, bringing joy to mothers, especially. First he's picture like of him, I of, found he's like holding up a rose. Like he looks like uh, he's going to, yeah, he looks like he's going to take your mom out to dinner. And yeah, he, moms all over the world just love this guy. And everyone wants to be this, his son because he's like this most looking happy guy. And now he's also involved in this. So no. He's been... Tr- yes. Yes. He's a Pandora yeah, Papers also, man. Oh. I know. I know. And and there's a lot of memes right now all over Latin America of people trying to <laughs> trying to say that he's still a, good, a great person. You know? Right. Um, well, I'm willing to wager that Cheyenne and Shakira, well, maybe Shakira, because she seems like she's a very astute businesswoman, but I bet Cheyenne and Julio Iglesias, it's not like they sat down and schemed to filter their money through Monaco. They've got some business manager or something who is like, don't worry, we're going to make sure that this is good. And they're like, whatever, man. I mean, I I feel exactly the same. I feel I feel like if 
there's people like us that will yeah. pay someone to take care of the money and yeah. let me know what happened. And they, yeah. at some point, do something like, hey, everyone is doing this, putting yes. like, the money in tax haven. No one cares. Yes. No one let's, will ever care. Let's not forget, by the way, that the Beatles, one of the greatest artists of all time, yeah. <laughs> they have a whole song about how mad they are about paying taxes. Like, one I of their know. rockin'est songs is about, like, how much tax they had to pay. And by the way, Ringo Starr is part of the Pandora Papers. Ringo oh, sure. is yeah. in the list. Yeah. So he, yeah, he he took it far. And he was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna, the tax, I'm gonna work against the tax man. And, uh, yeah, Ringo is part of the list, uh, but yeah, well, everyone in Latin America is just discussing about how we we're gonna be able to still love Cheyenne after this Pandora Papers disaster. I think I'm gonna forgive him. I look at Cheyenne's face and I think this is not a malicious man. He just uh, he just did what he was told, and you know he wanted to preserve his wealth. And I don't know how mad can I be now? The president of a country or something that seems a little wronger because. You're, you're the guy who's supposed to be making sure the country runs. You can't be sending your money to South Dakota and Monaco. Yeah, you're the one telling us pay your taxes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's not that's not great. Um, By the way, I know yeah, you're Cheyenne. a Beatles enthusiast, as I am, Fab. Yeah. I've read a lot of literature about the Beatles, and I've gotten into a particular subspecialty, which is, like, the business disputes of the Beatles. There's several okay. books about this, and it's shocking how much of the Beatles' decision-making and emotions were tied into tax problems, business problems. Like, the whole founding of Apple Records was just to, like, deal with the tax burden they were facing. Like, in their days of touring, when they were up-and-coming band, they started making tons and tons of money, and the tax rate in the UK at the time was, like, 90%. So they they quickly were in a pretty actually pretty precarious financial situation where they like owed so much money that they they were shocked you know they like they thought they were making millions of dollars and they were in a way but they owed most of it to the UK government and then they would move to different places and set things up and by the end of the Beatles spent so much more time on business meetings <laughs> and financial arrangements than they did on being the Beatles so maybe we should support the Panama Papers for or the Pandora Papers for artists only yeah I think you, I, I agree. I, I think we should like let the artist, and because we know once again, it's like maybe they don't even know how much money they have, um, be part of this schemes. Let's, let's take him out of the, of the, of the equation. You know, go, go let's go for Pinera. Let's go for all this shady. Let's focus on King presidents. Abdullah and Prince. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the princes of Monaco. Well, it's this has fine. been another profoundly interesting episode, I think, of Four from the South. I, look, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think that we continue to approach our goal of being the best English-language podcast about news and current events and entertainment from big Latin America. And that's all thanks to you, Fab. Thank you so much for educating us here in the United States. And um, to the listeners, hit us up on Twitter and Gmail, Four from the South. And that's it. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Four from the South is hosted by me, Steve Healy, and Fabrizio Capano. Robert O'Shaughnessy is our producer. Original theme song by Amy Stolzenbach. Four from the South is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. 
Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.